Hello and welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast episode 37. And in this one, I'm actually going to do a meditation towards the end. But something that came up this week was a couple of things, actually. And one of them is misconception. And I want to make it really clear that moving on from emotionally abusive, narcissistic relationships is hard. Emotional abuse is horrific. And when you get triggered, it's really a message from your body. Only you will have the answer to. The abuser has eroded every boundary that you set and recovery from this does take dedication and a will that you want to. And it's a misconception that burning photos or deleting messages or their number is all that you need to do to move on. It's a misconception that moving on is all you need to do to get over them. And it's a misconception that telling the abuser you know who they are is all you need to do to get closure. You might have realised that you're not going to get an apology, that you aren't going to get closure. And you might have realised that the pain isn't just going to go away. And I see in comments uh, in my group that I run and also other groups that just say, move on. These aren't helpful. Ignoring and glossing over the pain is just like putting a plaster or a band-aid over a wound. And these wounds run deep into the soul. And if you don't do anything about them, they fester and they get all yucky. Don't just move on from this type of relationships. Comments like close the door in their face or burn their stuff is not going to help you heal on the level that you need to heal. And not everybody is given this opportunity. And for the ones that do get it, there will only be a few that are brave enough to take it. Your body is talking to you. Please, please listen. Your body knows where the wound is and it wants you to know on a conscious level which is why it nudges you, why it gives you this pain. After everything you have been through, you really do deserve peace. Emotionally divorcing means that they can no longer hurt you. And I'm going to share with you a little more on emotional abuse and narcissistic abuse and healing from it during this podcast. Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. A video popped up the other day on YouTube suggesting that I might like it. And it was one that included Bessel van der Klopp. He's the author of Your Body Keeps the Score. And like me, he knows your body talks to you. He's not the only one. There are others that I know do talk about the same thing. But for the last 20 years, I have been working with the body and clearing trauma. Over those years, I have intuited a lot of information around our wounds and the trauma. That happens to us and I believe the feeling of being whole or complete or that something is missing comes from our experiences as, as part of our self-preservation there's a bit of us that pops out and I incorporate these into my sessions so we not only do the find the wounds but we also go around and collect all those missing parts this for me is one of the most powerful bits of the sessions and the way I work is that with my clients is that they don't exp- experience the trauma this isn't about me 
triggering them. They are not traumatized by the session. That's For me, that's the most important part. But they are able to find those wounds and heal from them. I guide them to ask their body where the trauma is and I guide them and hold that space while they work through the emotions and they pick up the pieces. And while they have these really important conversations with these missing parts, and then I get them to reintegrate those parts back in. So it is a misconception that walking away from a situation will heal you. It does create space from the abuse. It does give you a moment to breathe. But the constant thoughts of what the abuse is doing or who they're with and wondering why you weren't enough indicate that there are wounds that need healing. That pain indicates that there are wounds. They are trying to talk to you. So when I talk about healing, I'm not saying I heal you. Your body knows what to do. It just needs someone to hold space and to guide it. So if you cut your finger, you wouldn't go to the doctor to have it sewn up. Your body has a set of instructions that's built into it. So it knows what to do. I do appreciate there are people that have conditions where they possibly would need more help. But for the majority of people, they put a plaster over that wound to make sure it's kept clean. So for me, healing is you doing the work. Your body holds the messages. You might have parts of you that are missing. I help you uncode those emotions and then I help you collect the missing parts. And I've used this analogy in the past in some of my YouTube videos of being like a tomb right you know tomb raider or you know one of these other games where you go around picking up coins or diamonds or precious elements and that's what we do so going back to this video that youtube popped up for me um i started listening to it and um he was speaking about six different therapies that can help with your recovery or different modalities i can't remember all of them but i know one of them was e edmr which i know is all about reprogramming and i've heard some really good things about it but for me i always need to get to the root of the problem where did it start it's so it's i think it's really important and it's probably really helpful with breaking the patterns the thought patterns then another one was yoga, which I, I've recommended uh, so many times to different people. This is about having a relationship with your body and feeling your body move. That's one thing that will happen with trauma is disassociation. He also spoke about theatre and movement and he was talking about playing different roles, which allows your body to have a relationship with itself. And he was talking about where he lives, I think it's LA, where he was saying that juveniles land in front of of certain judges, their punishment will be going to a theatre group and going to become a Shakespearean actor. And he said, you know, this experience of having a relationship with yourself and experience maybe being the king or what it feels like to be a warrior was really important. He also spoke about having electronics attached to your head to stop the thoughts. And he spoke about psychedelics. So there's one I'm missing. I can't think what it is. And using things like ecstasy and I think he said Molly I'm really not into drugs so I'm not I'm not very good on this but he was talking about going to places or these drugs allowing you to go to places that you're not able to do it when you're conscious and he was talking about uh, self-perception and awareness and I do remember I know that they, they do this a lot in the states I have um, heard of people doing it I do remember seeing a program a few years ago in the UK where they were using certain drugs it was it was a, like an eight-hour block session and this person was able to go and 
and experience these drugs in a safe environment. And it, I think it was being used to help with depression and bipolar recovery. I can't remember what it what the success rate was. They did go back after a period of time. Some people it worked amazingly for. I had been planning a meditation and when he spoke about the Shakespeare part and tapping into parts of ourselves, it reminded me of some of the archetype videos that I've done on YouTube. So I thought, I tell you what, following my podcast from being the queen and uh, the queen's gambit and uh, your queen what's your next move and the queen being the most powerful piece on the board it would be really clever in my mind anyway to do the queen archetype or the king archetype as a, a podcast to help you through this time I you know if somebody reached out to me and said you know this is awful to, well a few people have it's awful time Christmas it's the last in my home uh, somebody else was on their own a kid's going to be away it's the first time they've experienced this sharing children so that's my reasoning behind doing the meditations leading up to the um, Christmas and through Christmas into the new year I am at some point planning uh, to update some of my older archetype videos that are on YouTube. I have one that's called The Warrior. Another one is Lover. I've got a Sage and a Jester archetype meditation. Those were recorded, I think, around 2017. I have a couple that are more recent. One's The Sovereign, another one's The Boss. So these do require a pen and a piece of paper. And if you are listening to this while you're driving or operating machinery, maybe pause it now and pick it up when you are able to participate. So I'm just going to remind you that we are all a bunch of chemicals held together in our skin. So if you think back to an experiment in science, when chemicals are mixed together, there's a reaction and we are exactly the same. So you might have experienced this when you met someone for the first time, it might cause a reaction within you and it might have been an instant attraction or it might have been an instant dislike. And these are chemical reactions within the body. So when you're in or recovering from emotionally abusive or a toxic relationship, the way you're feeling could actually be due to the those chemicals that are raging around your body and I always use the analogy of a teenager who isn't able to communicate their emotions are everywhere so you're not quite sure when they open their mouths who you're going to get and that might sound really familiar depending on where you are or you might remember it through some of the stages of your recovery but by changing the chemicals in our bodies we can uh, change the way that we feel about situations and how we approach them so this one I'm going to look at the queen so if you want to be the king just change the word to king the queen and the king energy is a mixture for me I believe between the sage the sovereign and the warrior archetypes so the queen is the female sovereign or monarch so our sage would be wise and perceptive and she'd be knowledgeable and factual and understanding and crave that continual learning Whereas the sovereign gives us our sense of mission and purpose and even vision. And the sovereign leads by example. She knows she has the power and the authority to bring about changes. She would decide on a course of action without fear. She's wise, which comes from having mourned her losses and journeyed through her sadness and grief to a place of joy. 
And the warrior is courageous and she's not afraid to challenge situations. She has a strength and a determination. She's also competitive and she's not afraid to be confrontational. She's passionate. She expresses herself openly. She's disciplined. She's loyal and she's dependable. But by taking the time to understand this archetype, we can step into their power. We can look at a situation in a way that the queen or the king would conduct themselves and use the language that they would use. And we will come to appreciate how we can approach our life and get different results. As I said, you need a pen and a piece of paper. Don't forget, you can pause this as many times as you want. And as a reminder, this is an exercise that will help you be in your body to help you feel in a different way. So my first question is, what does it mean to you to be queen or king? What are the strengths a queen possesses? So taking your piece of paper, make a list of all the people you know who you feel have these qualities. They can be real, they can be fictional. So on the left-hand side of your paper, write all the people you know they, that, who have that energy. They could be actors, writers, as I said, fictional or real. Think about a queen that you might have heard of. Again, it might be from a film or a play. It might be from history, or it might be from a fairy tale. It might be a style. So I know from there are a few lifestyle coaches that use the term queen as part of their programs that they sell. And once you've done that, I want you on the right-hand side to write all the qualities, values and strengths that you admire in this person or these people. If you need more time, 
press pause. Otherwise, look at your list and go over the qualities and circle any or highlight or mark in some way the qualities that you already possess. Again, if this isn't enough time, press pause at this point. Looking at your list, create an image of what your queen looks like. And if you feel that this is gonna hold you back, then pick someone from the list. This can be something that children find really easy to do, but as an adult, we don't find it as easy. I want you to imagine what it would be like to have the energy of the queen what it would feel like. This is the image that you're creating. Maybe you could imagine putting on a crown or having a long flowing cloak and see how that feels. I'm hoping you can feel these energies and allow them to build. See this queen in front of you, this image, whether it's one you've created or it's one from your list. And I want you to see her standing there in front of you. And this is entirely up to you how you do this. You can stand with your feet hit width apart and you can pull her energy into you or you could imagine what it's like to put on the crown and put on the cloak and as you're doing these actions you're embodying the energy of the queen 
and then you allow that energy to build up inside you. See the image that you've created, feel that energy within you. You will find your own way of bringing that energy into you. Do it now and then feel your posture change. Are you starting to feel like the queen? Knowledgeable, articulate, balanced, empowered, strong. And if you're not feeling it, try and pull it in again. Feel into your body. Has your posture changed? Are you feeling that strength? For me, the queen changes the way I hold myself. I feel the energy of empowerment. I feel taller. What does it feel like to you to walk as a queen walks? I may use this energy to empower myself, helping me to remember why something is important to me rather than getting caught up in the story. I may use the energy to balance situations and to say no, or when I have an important message and I want to be heard. When the queen speaks, everybody stops and listens. I hope you enjoy using her you might get up in the morning and step into that energy or when you feel you need it. I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time. <laughs>